And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michael Karianis. Morning, Michael. Tonight is going to yeah. be Morning. Stephen Crichton's first game for the Bulldogs and he's going to be captain. Yeah, good morning, fellas. It would have been a surprise that um, when word started filtering through yesterday morning that Stephen Crichton uh, was going to be the sole captain of the Bulldogs. Obviously, Reid Marnie and Matt Burden were, were the two captains last year. And look, I'm not surprised around Matt Burden um, sort of not being captain. I don't know if he's got that uh, leadership qualities about him yet. And, you know, his form was a bit scratchy last year, so I understand taking some, some pressure off him. A little bit surprised around Reid Marnie's demotion, and, and I guess Stephen Crichton's um, right to, to captain, only being at the Bulldogs for a few months, only 23 years of age, um, and you know was probably overshadowed, obviously, because of um, some of the, the players that were at Penrith last year um, in terms of leadership qualities, but um, yeah, it's a long-term play here at the Bulldogs. He signed a long-term deal. He's only 23. He's won three comps, played for New South Wales, played for Samoa, uh, so um, yeah, big call there by Cameron Serrato to to give the reins over to Stephen Crichton. Do they have the standard leadership group there, MC? Oh, there'll be a leadership group. Yeah, I think that's sort of common practice now at every every club um, in terms of a handful of leaders that sort of filter through uh, into the captain, into the the head coach. So you know, I don't think you know like Reid Marnie and, and Matt Burden will still be part of um, that that sort of stuff. But you know, it was interesting last year the three. Uh, they had a leadership group, but it was sort of um, tiered with Rafa Talamarina as club captain, Reid Marnie and Matt Burden as uh, on-field captains, uh, co-captains. So um, they've all sort of been removed from those duties. I haven't committed to my top eight or, you know, order of the 17 teams. Brandy sort of let it cat out of the bag yesterday. Bulldogs aren't in his eight. Are you prepared to say, Michael, a... Let's go early crow on the Bulldogs this season. Are you on the Bulldogs bus or do you have them missing the top eight? I have them missing the top eight. I, I think um, they need to improve on, on last season and, and show a fair bit more than they did last year. Last year was disappointed in terms of um, wins and, and losses for them because of the players that they've bought and they bought some more this year. But, you know, I've got concerns over their, you know, the halves combination and, and their middle forward. So until they can rectify that, I don't think, uh, they'll be in the eight. They should be pushing at some point to be challenging to the top eight, but not for They won't finish in the top eight for mine. Sorry, Missile, but, you know. Hurts. Hurts, Fossey. Well, maybe you'll change your mind after tonight's uh, famous <laughs> victory <laughs> against the Sharks. <laughs> oh, it'll take a miracle to change my mind over a trial. Well, hang on a second. Now, where are they? well the Bulldogs? So there's only a few teams that can win the preseason challenge. By the way, aren't there? There's, there's only a few. Like you got to win. You got to win both your games, and you have got to get maximum points. You have got to pick up the fifteen. The Bulldogs are a bit of a chance. Bit of a chance, James. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we got. Uh, we only missed one bonus point against mm. the Storm, yep. but the offload one. <laughs> no, Nico <laughs> Hines tonight. I'm very confident. Yeah. Very <laughs> bullish, MC. Oh, very bullish. Get on. Get on, get your grand final tickets. Tickets, grand final tickets, (laughs) Hey, MC, uh, there's been a warning to players over in Vegas by a top cop who's warning them about drugs. Yeah, it's uh, um, Kendall Bell is his name, and he was in charge of security um, for the Super Bowl in Las Vegas uh, recently. And he spoke to players um, and and coaches last month just about um, all the warning signs. But... Um, it's apparently the drug fentanyl, um, mm. which is the one that 
um, he's put them on, on notice specifically over. Uh, he said it's obviously quite concerning and um, it's causing some damage to, to young people. So we had the honey traps last week, a, a, a little bit of a, a warning around that. And now he said specifically the drug, the drug fentanyl is one that's causing some issues for them over there. I've, this is just a little preview, sneak peek. I've got some uh, warnings as well for all the players and media <laughs> and staff and you, Vossi, that are going over to Vegas. That's in the missiles mailbag coming up a bit later. Oh, wow. I think the problem the problem with the fentanyl is uh, a lot of the cocaine in America at the moment is being cut with fentanyl, uh, which is, is causing a lot of issues over there as well. Hey, uh, NRL interest, Curtly Beal. Now, this is surprising to me, MC. Curtly Beal, he's 35 years of age. Yeah. Are NRL, NRL clubs legitimately chasing his signature? I wouldn't say chasing missile. What I would say is that there's been some sort of, definitely some discussions, and, and one of the clubs that have had discussions around potentially pursuing Curtly Beal as the Bulldogs, and, and they seriously um, considered it. And, and, you know, obviously he had, he had his... Uh, court case going on, so there was going to be no movement until that wrapped up. But um, now that's all done and dusted, there was definitely a consideration. But I think the Bulldogs went a little bit cold on it because of the, the pre-season form of, of some of their players and what they've been able to produce at training. But, you know, Curley definitely has an ambition to play in the NRL, but I think that time might have just passed him by at, at 35. But, you know, there's definitely interest from his end of potentially playing in, in the NRL. And some clubs have, you know, have spoken about it and, and thought about it, but whether or not they hit the go button, I'm not sure. Does he have a Super Rugby club currently? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think he does. I think, um, you know, he's a free agent and he's looking at France um, right. probably to, to go resurrect his career. But I think, you know, the hard thing is is that, you know, no club's going to throw any money at Curtly. really. It's going to be a, nah. you know, a, a shot in the dark sort of thing just to see if it, it does work out and, whether or not at 35 he's prepared to take that risk on a, on a lower rate wage, I'm not sure. We're talking Vegas. We're talking rugby league stories. We're talking pre-season challenge. Michael, as a rugby league man, were you aware the super rugby season kicks off tonight and then tomorrow night the Reds are playing the Waratahs? So the rugby union yeah, equivalent big, of big, Queensland. Big New fan, Lossie. He's big amazing, fan of uh, super rugby. This time next year, nah. the big story will be Joseph Swali'i playing his first match. Will that, will mm. that cut it? Yeah. Uh, yes, for me it will in terms of um, watching the highlights, potentially. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and watch the game, but I remember obviously whenever you know players have, have crossed codes before, um, it's always, it's always uh, you always follow them, right? Loosely or, or you know, from afar. And then, um, you know, I'll watch to see how he does perform at, at that level. But uh, you know, I'm not going to be sitting there watching it live, I don't think, unless I've got nothing else to do. MC, it's been well publicised, the financial difficulties the Rebels are in, the Melbourne Rebels, that is. Mm. Have you heard whispers about the Waratahs and the Brumbies as well? I heard whispers that they may be in financial difficulty also. Oh, I haven't, Miss Off. not really in my wheelhouse there. I haven't. Not his go. Not his go. Not your go, Michael. <laughs> but it's... Um, you know, we've seen the, the perils that Rugby Union, uh, yeah. ARU have been in. So that would just flow through down to the, the that next, the super rugby level. But the game is in a, it, it's become so irrelevant, Rugby Union. I know, like, you know, 20 years ago, or when I was growing up, you'd be able to name, you know, the casual sports fan would have been able to name mm. 10 Wallabies without even blinking, mm. right? Like, they, yeah. they were just household names. Now, I, I honestly couldn't, I don't think I, 
as a, a sports report, like journalist, I know I'm in rugby. I could name three, really. Like I, I think it's it's such a uh, the scale of decline for rugby union has just been uh, momentous. It's just gone backwards at a rate of knots. Well, see, I have a rugby expert actually that I'm going to call on. Uh, he's a fleet-footed winger from the Rose Bay Bays. Charlie Goodsir, I'm going to get him to come in a little bit later and give us an update on the financial status of both the Waratahs and the Brumbies. Right, that's got concussion. He's not part of that club anymore. <laughs> a, bit of, a few concussion issues. Uh, feedback to what we've been talking about, Michael, on the text line. Vossi, Missile, Michael, just heard the news on SEN that Crichton is the new Bulldogs captain. I have my doubts as to this decision as Burton and Marnie were not successful in their first year as captain. I don't like the idea of putting extra pressure on marquee players in their first year with the club. Overall, I'm very positive that 2025 will be our year, but we will at least be heading in the right direction up the ladder in 2024 from the old Berry. So the old Berry yeah, um, yeah. still holds hope for his team, pick and stick, obviously, but um, Crichton, give me, give me another. Like, where, where are we headed? If you're changing the captain with what was already there, I, nothing jumps out at you, really. No. You know, no, like the fox course, out no, of the wing. No. The, the most senior player is the fox. You know. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't have a. I don't have an issue with it. Cameron Stroud obviously has seen him train and prepare and, and knows what his team's lacking. Um, mm. But uh, it was just a little bit of surprise around. Like Reid Marnie just has that leadership qualities about him. You know the way he plays and been in the middle of the field for eighty minutes. But his game sort of fluctuated a, a little bit as well at that back end of the, of the year. Hey. Um, so, hey Michael, I uh, just wanted to ask you. You probably spoke about this during the week, but you're a Dragons fan, Luciano Lua to the Dragons, 900k. Love it. It's not 900k. People need to. It's not 900. What is it? Then? So like it's. Oh, he, 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 the Dragons have paid him less than 700 a year. Okay. Um, he's got. He's copped that four months from North Queensland already, so he's gonna. You know, he'll cash in this year, no doubt. Um, but the Dragons. Um, next year and, and, and beyond um, have paid him less than 700 which I think is a, a decent price for where the Dragons are at at the moment. 900 was the figure that, that he was asked for, but he's, he's not getting 900. All right. Okay, one last one, Michael. Any chance that uh, there's a question here on the text line that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will go to Henson Park this Saturday, Arvo, to watch the Mighty Jets? That's from Brad the Owl. Any I'd there? assume they would. I'd assume they would, wouldn't they? <laughs> Just assume they would, you know. Out the Henson Park. Yeah. You need nice. some pet, petting animals because she's gone to a lot of the Like, she's gone to a, a zoo tour of Sydney at the moment. Mm. Back-to-back days. At the zoo. Do you reckon it was one of those ones where she was like, oh, you didn't come with me yesterday. You weren't here, Travis. you got to come with me today. Or what's doing? Yeah. Can I just say, as one of those boyfriends that gets dragged along to things like zoos, punish. Yeah. Leave me right Good for them. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Pete Overton. Michael, you've had a wonderful segment. Um, we wish you well over the weekend and uh, thank you for, for your love and support of the program. Yes, I, I wish you well as well. Oh, there's it's a screaming on. baby. We learned from Lee Hedgepentelis in our uh, Bright and Lewis Tuesday segment that legally you can just stand on your back deck nude and do the report. There's no problem <laughs> at all, Michael. And, and, and your neighbour should just not be looking over. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, so I'm you're entitled... To go uh, nude. All right? Tell you all yeah, the best. Very good. Very good. See you guys.